Today's show is brought to you by Fab Skin Hot Bodies with Dr. Jeanette Graff, a new podcast about keeping your body and skin looking toned and young. You want to look your best for 2018, don't you? I do. Join Dr. Graff, world-renowned dermatologist, author, and skincare researcher, as she interviews famous stylists, makeup artists, and fitness gurus in order to give you the best advice and tips. No beauty or skin topic is off limits, so whether you're looking for the best way to remove cellulite or how to get that perfect tan without damaging your skin, Dr. Graff has you covered. Check her out today on Fab Skin Hot Bodies with Dr. Jeanette Graff. Welcome to Reality Bites, a podcast about sex, love, relationships, and dating in the digital age. I'm Courtney Kosak. And I'm Steve Hernandez. And this is the last episode. Yay! <laughs> I think you didn't... Did you not post for a week or something like that? It was like a week or two? Yeah, I, I got busy. Yeah, I'm, so you guys should have saw it coming then. Well, I, bl- I blame you. Listen, there are new episodes <laughs> up right now, and, and uh, someone tweeted us. They were like... Am I missing the wrong day? Oh, wow. No. So this is our last episode. Uh, we talk about it a little bit in the interview, too, but um, it's pretty hard to do a dating relationship podcast when both the co-hosts are in happy monogamous relationships. Uh, and it's also like, you know, it's amazing that we're in 2018. Yes. Agreed. And also, like, in terms of, like, we were exploring a lot of identities, but it's like... People are telling their own stories. Yes. Now, which is so necessary and awesome. And like, let's listen to those stories and like people that really just like are choosing alternate sex lifestyles and people that are searching for love. And we found it. So. (laughs) So, yeah, luckily you'll hear about it later. But luckily, Courtney and I decided pretty much at the same time uh, separately that, okay, it's time for us to wind it down. But. Uh, we've both had such amazing experiences and, uh, you guys have been really amazing, but who knows when we would have stopped if we didn't get such great feedback and, uh, had such amazing listeners. So yeah, thank you. And this episode, we're going to treat you guys by revealing our better halves or yeah, our- we, if, I mean, you've been hearing about them for, I mean, Courtney's got forever than me for the past year or so, but, uh, we've got uh, our better halves. So our, both our partners are here. And we get into how we met, how relationships function, and what it's like to be with people who have a sex dating relationship podcast. (laughs) And they're both, uh, Wade and Julie are both wonderful, and they came in here and we had a great time. So I think you're going to really enjoy it. It, it It's the perfect ending. Yes. So you're going to hear us all talking. We have a great time. I hope you have a great time. And uh, really, thank you guys so much for listening and for telling your friends and for making this podcast so wonderful. Thank you. The FabFitFun Spring 2008 box is now on pre-sale, which means the spring box items are still a mystery. But I've got two spoiler items to share with you. Please share. (laughs) Spoiler item number one is a clutch from Rachel Pally, which comes in, what, three reversible (laughs) colors. (laughs) Spoiler item number two is the Ish Lip Statement Palette, which has nine shades of colors and a tinted topper so you can mix your own color combos. I'm tired of talking about this, but we're going to keep doing it because they're paying (laughs) us. Uh, The FabFitFun box is amazing. Uh, They sent me a big one. They're big, trust me. Uh, And I I opened it up in front of Julia, and she fell in love with me more than I ever thought was possible. This thing is so crammed full of values that she got a beautiful poncho, a beautiful blanket. Did we mention the fuzzy slippers that the woman just I love the fuzzy socks. Hand lotion, (laughs) a mug, face masks, which you tried the face masks, didn't you? Have you ever tried these things before? They were like cooling to like take away from puffery. They're so good. Yeah, especially after a night of drinking. They really uh, take you down, calm your eyes down, and make you okay to go to brunch again. You guys, it's a huge box. That's why it's... Over $200 for only $39.99. So sign up for FabFitFun today to get your spring box. And don't wait because the FabFitFun spring box is in limited supply. So these boxes always sell out. Use our code to get $10 off your first box. Go to FabFitFun.com to sign up and start getting the box for a life well lived. Again, use our code 
reality. What's that, Steve? Reality. To get $10 off your first box. That's over $200 for only $39.99. Go to fabfitfun.com and use the code, what is it, Steve? Reality. To get $10 off your first FabFitFun box. You guys, we have two amazing guests for you. Our final guests, really. Julia Loken. Hello. Steve, do you know her? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we're always having sex. <laughs> and Wade McElroy. I just found out that was his name. How are you, Wade? Oh, La- my God. Last name. Well, not his the name full was name. Wade, but yeah. McElroy to me is very hunky. It's very manly. Mm-hmm. It is. That does sound like an 80s... Uh, like crush guy, like oh Wade McElroy. No, it sounds here. like an action like, superhero, Wade whoa. McElroy. Yeah, it's like loaded with hard consonants. Yeah, mm-hmm. very very aggressive, that's but not un- intimidating. That's what attracted me. <laughs> that's what first attracted me to you. <laughs> now, Wade, you just celebrated your birthday, and you're incredibly hungover. What'd you guys do last night? Seafood in Santa Monica, and then just I, you two. Yeah. Okay. And then she. It was like a special occasion. She, be- got me. she threw me a surprise birthday. Oh, all right. Oh, really? I didn't see it coming at all. It uh, so we're, okay. So so what'd you eat? Where where'd you eat at dinner? We went to a water grill. Okay. Okay. It's a wonderful place. Yeah. Have you been to the one in Santa Monica? I haven't, but I know it's famous. It's famous. It's nice. Fancy. And it's crab. crab legs. Yeah. And you thought that was it, and then you, how did you trick him? Where, where did you guys, where was the second part of it? So we have another stop. I thought we were gonna First of all, when you don't pay for dinner that often, it's like a really, <laughs> it's like a really, spe- <laughs> and like that seemed like it was probably going to be it. <laughs> he wasn't really expecting more beyond that. <laughs> I didn't want it to be disappointing, like the party happened, and then he was like, "Oh man, I really wish we would have gotten that massage." Yeah, <laughs> but so where was it at? So she said, "Let's stop by Barangelos real quick because we have like twenty minutes to burn." Yeah. And then I walk in and I'm like, "Oh, I know that face." And I'm, it was that face and that face. And so it wasn't a. Did they do the yeah, surprise? surprise yeah. But for you saw the people first. They didn't do it. It was like a. Hesitant surprise, you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like two people jutted out and then two more. So it was like watching his face like skin. And also some of them were behind the bar. So it was like a little disorienting, even for me. I was expecting the people to be there. <laughs> they were like, oh, is it a birthday? <laughs> Have you had a surprise party before? No. Uh it's great, right? Yeah. You feel loved? Yeah, absolutely. Good. Yeah, it was it was fantastic. Oh, yeah. I've had one. Surpri- I've had one. Surpri- all your friends are <laughs> <laughs> your friends. Okay. I yeah. did a good job of inviting all the people that I thought would good. be meaningful for him. It's also nice to see who shows up. You're just like, oh, that was. Mm. You know, thanks for showing up. That'd be sad if they didn't show up. Well, you know, <laughs> not everybody did. And not even people that are close to you sometimes are not like available for your most, you know, whatever moments. Sure. It's just like doesn't always shake out like that so yeah Yeah. in fifth grade in fifth grade i had my one and only surprise party um it was it was actually amazing my parents wouldn't let us go to dances my mom said until eighth grade until you turn 13 but fifth grade everybody like still wanted to go to the rec center dances and stuff like that and I, i they just didn't let me go so i went with my mom to therapy like it was like a Thursday night. It was like a Friday night or something. I went with my mom to put therapy. I could show you where it is in Pasadena. And I just sat. I was like reading comic books. And I was like, I think I cried. And I like just sat like waiting in the chairs for her. And she got out. Then we came back to my house. And we used to have a, we had the big TV in the living room. But then we used to have this little TV. And it was black and white. I'm holding this up. It's like eight or ten inches. And my dad would sometimes go, like, move the little TV to my bedroom. And that meant, like, he was going to go watch TV in his bedroom and we could have the main TV. And so he goes, go move my move the little TV to my bedroom. And I went, and all my friends were in there. And they went, <laughs> And it was, like, truly, I could picture all their faces. Like, everyone hugged me. We were like, ah! 
ah, going crazy. The little Muslim kid, Usman, was there. <laughs> he couldn't eat pepperoni pizza because <laughs> of Islam. But yeah. we always did order him a little side pizza. But that was like, it's probably one of the most joyous times of my life. If That's I so sweet. Yeah, right? It's a rush. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that is partially why surprise parties work so well is because you feel like people forgot about it or like that nothing else is happening yeah. and then you're just so excited like one that they didn't forget and then also you're like oh and now it's just like the regular joy of a party like mm-hmm. two it just doubles uh the party that's factor. the drawback of throwing a surprise party though is that you risk disappointing them like mm-hmm. for the whole lead up you, I don't think you were because you just weren't expecting really much this else. Is a surprise party. <laughs> <laughs> Two people had been there. I still would have thought it was awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's still nice. Especially Wade and I are the same age, so we're getting old. We don't. I, I've had like a, a couple of years ago. I think I had my last big party where we went to dinner. I had you know thirty people there, and then we went to a bar thing, hundred people there, and it was like I don't need this. Where anymore. was this thing? Uh, we had Casa Bianca first for dinner. And that's what I, that's the most I'd do with 20 or 30 people in the future. And then um, we went to Cha Cha, mm-hmm. and uh, the place was just swamped. I went to one of yours, I think, prior to that, where it was no, like the bar was the year bar before. You went. Yeah. That was huge too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what I mean. If I wanted, I could have these huge, big parties, but it wears me out. You don't get to spend time with anyone. You right. just got to keep moving. I mean, you did you feel any pressure to entertain? I mean, a little bit. If I saw, there was only like what? people or something? Mm, yeah, maybe like 15. I mean, but he had a chance to like talk to everyone and it was like sweet people too. It's like your cousin from Woodland Hills and like, you know, just people that you really like but don't necessarily get to see all the time. Yeah, that sounds really nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Congratulations. So, congratulations to me. And you pulled it off. That's great. Yeah. Hey, uh, quick question. Is there a male equivalent to a quinceanera? Uh, No. You just, Mm -hmm. they're like, go fuck yourself. It's not like bar mitzvah, bat mitzvah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You're just a man. Always. From from the age of seven, you're a man. You can't cry or anything like that. That's so crazy. Yeah. No, it's not. Yeah. It's not like the Jewish religion or anything. There's nothing like that. Because Quinceanera is 13, right? No. 15. 15. 15. Oh. 15. Yeah. Never mind. Okay. Uh, um, well, you know, you guys, I guess we wanted to thank you guys. I mean, I, I want to ask them because I haven't thought to ask them. I'll ask, I'll ask you, Wade. But you, when you met Courtney, she had this podcast. Mm-hmm. You guys had to have a talk at some point about it. W- it wasn't out yet, but we were like recording them. No, and- but you, you, you mean it wasn't released at all? Any episode? Of course uh, it was. A month in. Yeah, the first one released in, what, October? No, it, the same day that you opened uh, Cafe Birdie. Mm-hmm. was It was like September 20th or something. But we'd been working on it for like, like actually filming them for like a month. And prior to that, we'd been like working with Josh and stuff. So it had been happening and it felt actually very synchronistic with his opening of Cafe Birdie that restaurant like his kind of first full-scale restaurant um so it felt like we were both like on the same wavelength with projects and i think that was one of the things that we really locked in on right away too which is kind of cool did you guys discuss uh privacy concerns a little bit i i kind of I didn't, I didn't watch it or listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you. I ended up watching a couple of them later on. Yeah. But, you know, it kind of felt like, you know, she's, it, it, you're an artist or, you know, I wouldn't listen to somebody. I wanted her to feel like to have the freedom to discuss anything. And I didn't want, you know, to be. It felt really respectful. To know each other. You know, I didn't need mm-hmm. to hear necessarily. We ended up liking each other too and having like a good back and forth. So there was a, you know. It was okay. Yeah. Man, that would be really hard for me if if I started dating someone and uh, I knew they had a relationship podcast. Mm -hmm. Like that would be very hard for me to not listen to it. But you just did it, you didn't listen. Yeah. Well, you (laughs) you did later. He listened. (laughs) 
maybe regrettably to an episode. <laughs> no, no, I listened to one. I can't even remember. Maybe it was about like, you're dating before me or something like that. Like, oh, you listened to the Donna episode, I think. Yeah. And, and that one was but it was also anticlimactic. A l- like, I listened to it, and I was like, you know, this girl's just a nice person. That sounds yes. like a bad podcast to me. <laughs> I certainly was not on that episode. <laughs> Have you guys ever gotten in a fight over anything on the podcast at all? Besides scheduling? <laughs> Besides us taking over your bar? Um, we got into a, f- a fight about... Can, can I talk? About a HelloFresh ad that... Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Is that? This we recorded it. <laughs> A HelloFresh ad? Here's the thing. I was being a little oversensitive. But I, I totally understand where why where his feelings were coming from. Sure. But this is the deal. We just started. We were like six months into the podcast. We just started recording ads. And some client, this is no shade on HelloFresh, but some advertisers send you, co- you, you know this, Steve, some send you copy where it's like, this is exactly what you say. And those people are amazing. That is awesome because then I can deliver on what you want me to say. But other people, you basically have to write an ad for, mm-hmm. and that is stressful, <laughs> especially when you are on a, in a, on a time crunch. So Steph and I were, were doing one and, uh, yeah, we like made up this scenario which wasn't true to our relationships. This is so funny. Yeah, characterize me like fifties man. Yeah, that's what you said. What did you say in the ad? Do you, you know you have to remember? Go on. I actually on. don't remember specifically, but I did say something like about Wade thinking that I was gonna cook for him or something. Oh, he wants me to cook again tonight. But it, like, it wasn't like again. No, <laughs> but totally. He just thought, and it was like a little, it wasn't even based in, on re, in yes. reality. Yeah. And I don't necessarily think people listening to it were like, man, Wade sounds like kind of a dick. Yeah. I think we were just looking for like an in to talk about the product. Sure. Yeah. But that is a funny fight. But I mean, I totally get it, especially as a guy. It's like if you're, if you're trying to be a good man nowadays, you don't want to. Especially if it's not true at all. I know. <laughs> like it would be like I know, but also I. <laughs> you know, where some of the biggest have been taken down in HelloFresh ads. Restauranter Wade McElroy <laughs> dragged. I mean, a lot of people don't. A lot of people don't know this. Harvey Weinstein actually got taken down in a birch box ad. Yeah, <laughs> that's where it all started. <laughs> One of the products was a massage oil. Oh, yeah. I remember this guy. Massage (laughs) pee. We wouldn't be dating, though, is the thing. We wouldn't be dating if he were like, cook me dinner every night, you know? Yeah, yeah, but people didn't know. I mean, I'm telling you, as a guy, I'm very... And especially if it's not... Like, I do most of the cooking in our relationship. Julia does... So does he. Whenever I ask Julia to do something, or she'll say, like, oh, I'm going to make this... She'll do it, but I naturally just do it all. So Julia even implied <laughs> that I ever, like, said, cook me something or like that, I would be like, fuck you. Because <laughs> that's true. I just, it's not that, it's just, yeah. yeah, so I absolutely understand. I totally apologized. It was just a, a big misunderstanding, though. Yeah. And also, I never characterized him like that again. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> I learned my lesson. Yeah. Uh, I, Julia, it must be incredibly hard to be with someone like me. Do you? I don't ask you. I tell you specific episodes to listen to, right? Mm-hmm. You take over this interview, and I feel funny interviewing my girlfriend. What? You oh. take over interviewing so her. So sometimes you listen and sometimes you don't. <laughs> yeah. I've Well, I've learned because when we since we started dating, like, I mean, literally, I think a week into dating, he started a podcast and where he would talk about mostly like relationship stuff and this is when this is before we were like officially boyfriend mm-hmm. and girlfriend but i'm i think i've been used to listening to him talk about us on podcasts and it's kind of a like I think at its best, it's kind of like a romantic comedy type thing where they're like doing a confessional and you get to hear it and you're like, oh, that's cute. Especially like when we first started dating, I was like, oh, I'm going to like tune in and see what he said. Uh Like, oh, this is really cute. And this is like before he would address me by name. So he'd be like, oh, yeah, I like this girl. And I'd be like, (laughs) that's me. (laughs) Uh, But I think 
Yeah. Now I just know I, the, the thing for me is usually, I think, and maybe this is just because I'm also a comic and I also, uh, like talk about our relationship stuff on stage is that I just feel kind of, uh, helpless because I don't get to talk back. Yeah. Uh, and it's not ever because it's not true. I'm just like, well, wait, but you're missing the like this thing. Yes. Uh, but I, I mean, now I just know it's, I don't think it's, a, I don't think we've ever really like fought about anything on a podcast because I also know that he's uh, really respectful about that and conscious and anything that he's saying I know is not uh, like intentionally to, uh-huh hurt my feelings. I think I just know that I can get in my head about things that weren't meant to be taken as like relationship material for me to know. Yeah. So I'm good at, I don't want to listen to every episode because then I'm going to be like, Oh, well you talked about this and that. And uh-huh. then it's just a, a cycle for me. Not necessarily cause he said anything wrong. Yeah. I totally get that. My, my uh, previous boyfriend before I started podcasting <laughs> had a podcast and it would sometimes be an unnerving and like you exactly like you said mm-hmm. at its best like kind of like a rom-com wink um but yeah it's definitely something like I didn't listen to every episode because I didn't want that to like color our whole relationship yeah I think for me it's also been like a personal thing where I know I can get into patterns of like just being scared about I'm very controlled kind of about Mm -hmm. what what information I put out and I don't put it out to people that I don't trust necessarily. Mm -hmm. Like I I think I maybe come off as very open, which I am trying to be more of, but it's also like a very controlled. Uh, um, I totally get that. Mm -hmm. So I think that's some of the fear, too, of just being like, oh, well, what did they say? Is that going to like ruin my is this going to is the ruse going to be up now that I actually am a full formed human being who like isn't always uh chill like so it's I think it's also just letting letting all of that kind of uh be laid bare in a way that's always again handled very nicely but being okay with like oh people can handle like listening to this podcast and also still uh respecting me and not thinking that I'm crazy because he's also he's not going to paint me that way and it's also okay for people to know about some flaws that I might not divulge myself. Definitely and it's totally a vulnerable place to be in because in the wrong hands mm-hmm. <laughs> you know laying down a one-sided verdict about someone essentially is like to I've definitely had I mean Yes, on podcasts. I mean, I've had it with ex-boyfriends. I've had it with, like, Mm ex-friends where people say things that you're like, that is totally not the whole story. Mm -hmm. And we all make our own narratives. Like, that's how we live. Mm -hmm. But not to steal, like, a Joan Didion quote. (laughs) But, but yeah, I mean. I want to hear the Didion quote now. That was the Didion quote. What was it? We all have our own narratives. We we all make our own narratives in order to live. I butchered it, but yeah. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, yeah, you butchered it. <laughs> I'm glad you cleared that up because Didion's be rolling over in her grave. She's still alive. She's still alive. Essentially cool. that. <laughs> now, wait, we always hear Courtney talk wait, about... Wait, hang on. Yes. I want to ask you because we just talked about you guys both being stand-ups. Like, and, and, you know, your relationship is material and also it's not. So, like, how do you decide what is sacred do you have some sort of rubric or like just internal do you just like trust your own judgment of you when you're like oh this feels dirty to share this I won't share this yeah I think so I mean we we talk about stuff usually if it's something that be like is that okay that I talk about and I think if that I think that's more the rubric if you feel like it's something that needs to be asked then you for sure have to ask Mm -hmm. but I also think that neither of us really are the type of comic that are like our comedy isn't like, Oh, this person is a fucking idiot. It's like, mm-hmm. I'm an idiot or like, here's a thing that I felt or here's what I realized about myself. Uh-huh. And I think whenever you're coming from that place, it's pretty, maybe not always, but it's easier to be mindful and kind to the other person because you're not really, you're not really talking about their stuff. You're talking about your stuff in the context of your relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I run every tweet and every joke and every Instagram <laughs> picture by Julia. I'm very conscious about all of those things. So people Are you being serious? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I run everything by her. And I ask her, Oh, do you think this is funny? Or do you think they'll let me get away with this? Cause you know, Twitter especially is very like woman like 
you can't pull any shit. So I tweet, I, what was that tweet I had? I had something where I'm like, you think they're going to let me get away with this? And she was like, nope. Oh, it was the one where you're like, I just remembered. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> this this is a thing that happened the other day. Sometimes, and I know that this is going to be a bit way, but I, I'm sure, well, it starts off like this. Is I remember being in church and stuff, and I'll, I'll try my best not to think about a guy's dick. Like if I'm talking to a guy, I'll be like, don't think about this guy's dick or what it looks like. <laughs> It's not even a sex thing. It's just like a guy. Like, don't, I totally don't, get that. Yeah, it's like of course. <laughs> everyone gets it. Like, don't picture this guy's dick. I remember being in church. Like, don't picture the pastor's dick. And you're like, now I'm well. thinking about this guy's dick. <laughs> and it's not a sex thing. It's just like you're fucking something gets in your brain and do that. So with that, uh, sometimes I'll, I'll do that with a woman. I was watching a woman on stage, and I was like, oh, I wonder what, what her pussy looks like. And then. <laughs> I thought, for some reason, an ex's pussy popped in my, my brain. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's what it looks like. I, like, forgot. I, I remembered her pussy. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's it. And you superimposed it on this well, other no, I, one. I did look at the girl. I did look at the girl, and I thought, oh, I wonder if it's pussies like this. And I pulled a picture, and I was like, oh. so-and-so's. And I was like, yeah, that's so-and-so's pussy. Like, oh. Oh, my God. So I thought like that. And I forgot the way I worded it, but it was something like, do you remember it all? It was something about like a, it was supposed to be a sweet way of like an ex's pussy popped in my head. I thought, ah, I remember that guy, something like that. And I I thought, do you think, do you think they're going to let me get away with this? And she's like, nah. And I was like, like, it's because they fucking, they they love you too much. And then she said, well, they don't love me. They're just protective of me. So the people who would fave that or not like that, if they wouldn't fave it, they would be like... Like comedy community people? Mm -hmm. Yeah, they would be Mm -hmm. thinking of Julie and like, oh, this is hurting Julia's feelings that he's thinking about somebody else's pussy. I think it's also like we are representative of uh, just like societal archetypes in the sense of like... uh, I think people would like me to like crack the whip more on you and be like... Oh, interesting. Fuck my boyfriend, or like I fucking hate men, and especially my boyfriend. But he's my fucking sex slave, or whatever. I don't know, like the, whatever it would be. But it's just I think that uh, we we uh, I don't know if it's unfortunate, but we do fit kind of like stereotypical uh, relationship gender roles in a lot of ways. And it's not because that's actually how our relationship is, but that's like what's fun. That's how he's funny. So I'm not going to be like. That I find it funny also, but I think that people kind of uh, put a lot onto Steve in that sense that it's like you're representing like the patriarchy in relationships and it's like, how dare he? And then it's also compounded on by the fact that they like me and that they're like, how, to, to her... Not, and, and like not it's, on my Twitter. I, <laughs> yes, totally. And it's also easy to forget when it's written that like he's not doing it with a wink, you know? Yeah. Yeah, the whole thing's with a wink. Right. And if you don't know it's if you fucking forget that it's a with a wink. You're like fuck that guy. Yeah, mm-hmm. you, yeah. you think that. Um okay. Uh all right, we asked that. Yeah. Now I want to we fit wait, I've famously heard the story of how you guys oh, met God. and shit and how you persisted and yet he persists. Uh, <laughs> it really wasn't that dramatic. I don't know. It sounds a little dramatic. I had coffee with you like after you had gone out with him. I remember and you talked about him. I remember the whole thing and it really did sound like like he chased you and then he he got you. But what was the first what was you guys We had you, an awesome first date. Well, I want to can I interview your boyfriend now? Uh, <laughs> wait, you what, haven't had enough time with me. Uh, for, so you see this babe on you guys match on the thing? Mm-hmm. I've ne- you know I've never really I don't Tinder at all. So what do you say? What was your first line with her? Do you remember? I don't I don't, I don't know. Did you, you hit me I up? hit him up. Oh, really? So you matched Here's the other thing. First. She was just like, "Hey, Oh god, <laughs> <laughs> fucking potheads, man! Hey, no, 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 uh, no! This is not how it went. First of all, Wade and I had matched multiple times. What's that mean? Oh. I don't. I said not in Tinder. Use it. I think if we delete the app and we get back yeah, <laughs> that's I think funny. yeah, yeah that's. Funny. Did you delete yeah. it? I deleted it at least once or twice. Or can't you match yeah. with people but not do any like follow up? Yeah, I mean, but it doesn't unmatch though. It doesn't unmatch. So uh, we okay. had like there had been some deleting and re-uploading of the mm-hmm. app, and so and I remembered seeing him his picture crossed my screen and like 
that I was like, hmm, you know, but we'd never like really pursued it. And then it actually, our first date was. Hold on, wait. What did you write on your thing in your bio? I hit him up. No, oh, no, 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 no. His, in your what bio. was his profile? Everybody just has a few sentences. My no, but did, what still, did you say for your job was? Oh, I said I'm, I own some restaurants or. Yeah. <laughs> but his, his bio didn't really have anything except um, like Fantastic. looking for something substantial. And yeah, I made a decision to put that in there. Oh, Did you? yeah, they must have fucking flocked to that. Are you fucking kidding me? In Los Angeles? Substantial one-night stands. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking for substantial one-night stands. No, but that was, like, nice to... Even though I wasn't, like, looking for someone that, like, I want to get married, you know, right away or whatever, I had casually yeah, I had dated had like, for a while. Yeah, I had, too. You know, it been a couple years and, like... It'd been you know, a couple drunk years. Dates or just people that you weren't really that interested in, and you know you. Were so you've been dating and, for a couple of years, yeah. And you did want a relationship yeah, then. You know, I've had I've been in LA for six years, and then I've been single sometimes, and in relationships other times. But I remember being like, you know, I just want like one great person that I can dream girl. Yeah, do things with. <laughs> like, I had some kind of like weird like movie idea in my head, like when you drive past the Vista, we were like. I just want a girlfriend to go see a movie at the Vista with. Oh, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. And so I was like, I'm going to change my Tinder ad to like maybe. <laughs> and you did. It, it. is you an know, ad. <laughs> yeah. But, but you did change that, right? I guess it worked. I didn't know that until just now. Okay. So uh, what you must have, I mean, geez, if, for someone who, who Tinder dated like that, you had a few spots in mind, right? You would go, this is my first one. What was the first thing you guys did? We went, we had a drink at uh, the 4100 bar. All right. Mm-hmm. I texted him and I was like, drink soon or whatever. And then we like arranged it for that night. And I think I remember you saying this, Courtney. You always wanted to meet the people real quick, right? Yeah. I hate, yeah. T- I hate text, uh, like messaging to get to know someone. That's like the most annoying thing. I would rather spend a nice, polite, that was my thing. Like I went on a lot of first dates and I would spend an hour with the people. And it was like usually interesting. I mean, it's like, a form of hell when you're doing it, if it's like not going great. Mm-hmm. But also sometimes you'll meet people that you're not gonna go any further with. And it was just like interesting to get to know them. Mm-hmm. So I never felt like my time was totally wasted with that. Yeah. And and did you like her right off the bat? Yeah. I mean, I was like, whoa. whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, whoa. <laughs> And then she was cool, and she had, like, you know, Converse on. Or what did you have on? Like, like jeans. I yeah, had, she, like... This was, like, real chill. Casual. Oh, I know those little shorts. And some Converse <laughs> or something like that. Yeah. So I was in pretty quickly. We had a drink at the 4100 cool, Club. You know, and then, you know, the most important thing is, like, do they like you, too? Like, you know, when you make the sort of decision of, like, I'm attracted to this person, it's nice when they... Mm-hmm. Did it feel like, like she was attracted to you? I, I, yeah, you know, we went we went to another spot. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, Where'd you go next? Like we went to uh, El Condor. Oh, cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. the Condor. Yeah, right, right, just a block away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like we. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you had a we second had drink. Yeah, and then we had a, you know a kiss, and then he kissed mm-hmm. me in well, like at while we were at. El Condor, he seemed like totally smitten, not to brag. (laughs) 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 But we were like totally vibing on the conversation. And like, I got out the $100 bill that I found of my grandma's. And like, we talked about her passing. And then you wound up talking about your dad. And like, so we got like really intimate pretty quickly. And we just like this is all first date, mm-hmm. all first date. Like this, is, we're looking at two and a half, three hours of conversation. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. No, it was like three plus hours, and we were like, yeah, the energy was really great, and we were like the same height. So I think walking, he was like, she care. And I was like, well. <laughs> 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 I was like, no, no. And then she played hard to get with you for what? Two more months? No, Another month? Oh no, no, no. She. You said I was like a comet. Yeah, she would. Yeah, she's like a comet. Like you know, she comes through the solar system. It's like a week rotation. You know, like yeah. so once a week you would see her or hear she from her or something like that. Like, yeah, she was. She was like oddly consistent, even though the gaps are really long. Yeah. And I just was like, you know, I've I've learned enough of. <laughs> have some kind of like modicum of mature dating etiquette 
And I was interested, so I would just like give her like back way off and then just kind of like ping her again. And, I and it was like she was interested, but she was like working she, through she, some stuff. Yeah, I would say. And then about like a month. Uh huh. That's got, it. Just we, then we started to like, uh, you know, it just became clear that we were gonna keep going on multiple dates a week, and and then we got kind of the frequency. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and then you know. Once you say monogamy, it's kind of like pre-relationship. Do you know what I mean? No, what do you mean? If we're like, we're only seeing each other. I understand what monogamy means, but you said (laughs) pre-relationship. What's that mean? It's like, you're not saying, oh, you're my boyfriend, you're my girlfriend, and I'm going to like declare this that my friends. But you've decided to like stop... if you have a monogamy talk, your boyfriend and girlfriend I after know. that. Yeah. It is oddly, it is oddly two separate conversations. Yeah, or I, can be. I, yeah, my, I don't think it has to be. I don't think it has to be, but I do think it can be because I think it's still like maybe you don't know. You haven't talked about what you were doing beforehand. Like mm-hmm. if you were, I mean, I'm assuming if you're seeing each other a bunch, you kind of are assuming that you're only seeing mm-hmm. that one person and it's kind what of implied. What the fuck difference but, is there between being monogamous <laughs> and being a boyfriend, girlfriend? I think it's more like, <laughs> it's like a treasure. I think it's a pressure. I think it's also kind of like a try. It's like a, Hey, I'm doing this. Do you want to do this? And then it's like very shortly after you decide to be, yeah, to be in a relationship. <laughs> but I think it's like, there's a thing where it's like, uh, if you have, it depends on your communication. I think if you've communicated it's like a very well, engagement. yeah, yeah, where it's like, hey, I'm just I'm seeing of, you, yeah. and then it's like, okay, now we can have this conversation. Maybe it's even just the starter. But. Okay, I'll, I'll give it to you guys, but I, I and you do know that boyfriend and girlfriend means nothing but monogamy, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, you said your friend just experienced this too. What do you mean? Yeah, he, he was seeing, you know, seeing this girl, and then you know, getting more serious, and she, she was like. How many other women are you saying? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it's so funny too because yeah, he just been like waiting for someone awesome to. Well, no, we knows won't. His name. <laughs> no, he's like great, you know. And we oh, were yeah, waiting for someone like, like mm-hmm. compatible with him that would come along and like. And she's amazing. She's like so perfect. But it was just so funny to hear him be or hear about her being concerned that he was like out playing the field. It's like you have no idea. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, there's a lot of terrible people in this town. Totally. But also, that's the big difference between dating in your 30s and your 20s. When you're in your 30s, you're like, or even a little later, uh, when you're in your 30s, you're like willing to be like, you're like, are you? I'm so tired of any of this. And uh-huh. you find somebody that you can connect with and have a three hour plus conversation on the first day. You're like, I, I can hang out with this for a little while, at least a year. Who gives a shit, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, can I say the the thing that sort of like we had an awesome, so we I had been doing like the weak comet uh, system, and then um, we had this great, I went to your opening, mm-hmm. and it was like pretty sexy to see it all in action. And we went on like that same week, we went on a great date where it was like we went to one spot and then we went to another spot and then we wound up at like the Highland Park Bowl. And like that was great. And that night he offered to, I was like, oh, I need these. To wear a condom. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I need these bulletin boards. You know, I'm like, because I was kind of putting together my office and I mentioned something about my bulletin boards and he was like, oh, I'll help you put them up. And I was like, oh. We put up bulletin boards. It was like. It was really cute, though, because you were like. uh, (laughs) I was like, does it look stupid like this? And he's like, it doesn't. It doesn't matter how it looks. It's about your process. And I was like, oh, my God, yes. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, that is, that's so romantic. That does sound romantic to me. Yeah. Girls love that shit. That's why I do think restaurateur is like, that's the new, uh, like, furniture builder. Like, from Sex and the City, it was Aiden. Like, oh, he builds furniture. And the new one's restaurateur. But not, you know, people think rich re- restaurateur. You're, like, grimy in there, restaurateur. It's that. Yeah. That new Sex and the City, that's the one. It is I, gr- I might lose my back on this one, Carrie. Like, that kind of, <laughs> yeah, that kind of thing. That's what I'm talking about right there. 
Yeah. Okay, your turn. Well, I'm you not doing that. You, do, like, you have to you ask take us over a the interviews, Court. And you guys, I've been doing this for a year and a half. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, did you meet at like an open mic or what? <laughs> no, we met at a show. We met at Sleepaway Camp. Oh. And uh, I know that show. I think the first time that we met, I don't think we hung out the first time we met. We just like met and I liked his set. Uh, no obviously, shit. that's a good intro. <laughs> One of the many, you know, just but somehow, you know, I stuck out. Uh, <laughs> that's so funny. No, we so we met there, and then one night we were also at sleepaway camp. This is a separate night, and um, we were all going to go out to this bar. Sleepaway camp was a big show here in LA, down at the Downtown mm-hmm. Independent, every Tuesday night at like eight thirty or something. And were mm-hmm. you already doing stand up, mm-hmm. Julia? Yeah, I think I. Not super long, but I'm. I was like a year in, year uh-huh. and a half, maybe two. Um, but I had I hadn't seen him before. But then I saw him again at sleepaway camp, um, just hanging out. And then a group of us were going to go out for drinks afterwards. And so he and I walked over together, and just sat down, you know, waiting for people. And then no one ever. Came. By the time, I mean, I I don't know what time we realized it, but eventually we were like, oh, no one's coming. We we're like, oh well, we're having a good time. Uh, so. We just like kept talking. And you had like a forced so first date. Something like that. Yeah, it didn't kinda. feel like it didn't yeah. feel like that at, at at all to me. And I didn't like. If people joke about this. I even had a tweet about this. But she's absolutely like I don't I don't. She's not my type. She's a little too hot for me. Like I, so she's <laughs> <laughs> no. But I mean, it's just like not a thing where I even was like. It just doesn't. It didn't enter my mind this that this was a thing. Uh-huh. But throughout the night, we're talking for a couple hours and having a good time. And uh, I was like, oh, I think this girl might like me. And at that time, I was, I think, three months out of my divorce. So there was no thoughts of relationship. But I was like, I think I could fuck. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, I, I mean, I asked her. I said, oh, I was like, we were walking back to our cars. And actually, we had talked about going to, uh, what's it called? The Book of Mormon. Book of Mormon the next day because I was going to go with my oh. buddy Scott and his girlfriend. To get try to get those like those cheap tickets or whatever, I was like, oh, we should go. And then she was like, oh, I don't know, I might have work. And I was like, okay. Walk back to the car, and then I told her, hey, I was like, you should come over to my house right now. And then she was like, oh, I got to get up early, which you did, right? I really did. But you didn't want to have sex with me either. I did. I mean, it not like it was a thing. Down I the road. You, look, <laughs> this is this sound. I know that this sounds like I'm like hindsight. Uh, you know, re creating a different narrative, but it definitely wasn't. I think I was actually you bringing up how far I was in comedy was still like a thing in my mind of oh, like, yeah. I don't want to be that girl. And, uh, and then also having to work early in this too, it was just like a bunch of things that I was like, and I wasn't also in a position, I wasn't mature enough at that point to be able to say, those things like now in that uh-huh. situation I'd be like hey I like you I'm totally interested in having sex with you but I don't want to do xyz whatever um but I think I was just more like I think I still was honestly surprised when people wanted to have sex with me so I was just <laughs> like what like <laughs> all right uh yeah that's okay. the weird thing with Julia she hadn't been in had a boyfriend before or been in love or anything and she was like 26 27 years old when we first started dating so to me, I think she'd lost her virginity when you were, what, 21, 22? Mm-hmm. Like kind of late and everything. So it was like, I just don't, I just didn't understand that at all. So I also when she said no, I was like, okay, this girl doesn't want to have sex with me. Sounds fine. And so I pushed her. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we didn't and then he asked me about Book of Mormon but I wasn't able to get off of work and then so it that kind to of me was, was like, like she didn't go home with me then I followed up the next day and said hey you should come to the play I'll buy the tickets it was like one of those things where I don't know if you've ever had this where it's like you know if you try to explain yourself it sounds like you're trying to explain yeah. yourself but you're like hey, wait I like I swear I'm not blowing you off but uh-huh. I know if I say hey I'm not blowing you off it sounds like I'm being an yeah. asshole and blowing you off so you're just kind of like have to hope that they aren't taking it super personally or that they like that you get a second opportunity to like uh convey your real feelings Uh or whatever and i feel like that happened a couple times i can't remember what else it was but i feel like it was several instances of like just not 
bad timing where I'm like, oh, I don't like how I'm coming off right now. Or like, I like, I'm interested, but not, I don't know if you're still in, this is a weird, like, I'm not going to like bring it up, but like, it kind of, it was always in the back of my mind, like that I was all, and I think maybe it was just like, oh, like he's interested. Like, but did I, you think she was blowing you off? Um, I just thought she wasn't interested. Mm. Which is okay. Like, yeah. uh, you know, I'm I'm a fat guy. You know, some people don't like fat guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, it's just like, oh, okay, if you're not interested, I there's people who are interested. I don't need to, to be, but I'm not hurt by it or anything like that. And so uh, I just said, oh, okay, I guess she's not interested. And um, that, I think maybe six or seven months later. And at that point, I do really. Really? Uh, oh, yeah. I think I'm like. Mm-hmm. And I'm grateful that it didn't happen because I was three months moved out of my wife's house or our house. And there's no way I was thinking about her as a person, as like a whole person. Like I, I was thinking, oh, we're going to fuck and have a good time and stuff. Uh-huh. But uh, I'll, like six months later at an open mic or something, I saw her do it must have been four or five months later. I saw her do a really great bit. It's a bit she has now. It's about dating. And uh, it was a really great bit. And I was like, oh, I was like, oh, she's smart. Like, that's that's cool. That's a great bit. I was like, that's really funny. And so I, I booked her for my show. Like, I have a show every Sunday night at the Chatterbox. And uh, so I booked her for my show. But like I said, I didn't think she was interested in me. But that night of the show, you can take over here, Ben. Mm-hmm. Well, I was saying prior to Somebody that. Somebody got a second opportunity. Yeah. Well, prior, <laughs> it was funny because prior to that, we had you know, we'd run into each other around and it'd always be nice and whatever. But there was the one that stands out to me specifically was there was, I think it was the first Echo Park Rising. My sister, um, who is very old, I mean, very old, very much younger than me. Uh, I was like bringing her around. I was like, uh-huh. here, I'm going to like introduce you to cool comedy people. She was like 20 at the time, maybe. Um, but we like snuck her into some of the like 21 <laughs> older places. But I was like, oh, we're meeting up with Steve Hernandez. I was like, he's really funny. I was like, we're probably going to have sex at some point. I don't know, whatever. <laughs> but like, I remember saying that to her. I was like, we like just like didn't happen, but blah, blah, blah. I was like just filling her in. And then when we, then when he booked me on the show, I had a great set, obviously. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, afterwards we were like hanging out and talking and he was like man like he's like just like really sucks that we don't have any chemistry and i was like steve what i was like what i was like we don't have any chemistry mister you're obsessed with me like i didn't say that but in my mind i was like oh really really that's what you think like you came after me like but uh, but, I, but uh, I didn't go but, after her but it's like it wasn't like it's like a form of negging though yeah. right yes, when absolutely. there's palpable chemistry yeah. for you to be but like that, but there's actually nothing nagging about that yeah. either it's like it's no, not that's, that I was if like that's, if that's if that's if that's nagging then that's the right way to nag. Yes. Cuz it, it, it's not saying anything bad about anybody. Yeah. But right? it's uh, okay, I but guess it it's like stonewalling or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with it. It's a thing that worked obviously. <laughs> yeah, and obvi- and honestly too, I at that point I didn't feel like we had chemistry. If someone's not interested in you like that, what so you of, genuinely thought she wasn't interested. I genuinely thought she wasn't interested. So that's when I was kind of like, oh, okay. like. And I think I, she did say something like, oh, you don't think we have any chemistry? And then it's like, oh, all right. <laughs> oh, we're here to play. Because it was like, to me, in my mind, I'm still riding on this like, oh, well, you asked me to fuck that one time. So like, I'm cool. Like, I don't have to. Whatever. Right. Like, you know, you know, this is the thing, whatever. Um, but then he, we talked a little bit more and he was like, hey, it's like. I'm going to go in that alley and I think you should come out and we'll make out. He's like, but if you don't want to, it's fine. Like I'll wait a few minutes and then I'll come back in and we'll never talk about it again. Yeah. The Chatterbox has this this. alley in the back (laughs) where you just go out the back door and I've done messed around so many babes back there. Like, I mean, I've worked there for over 10 years. I'm telling you. It's gone, Hernandez it's Alley. Cra- yeah, it's gone crazy <laughs> back there. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> yeah, we've racked it up. So, but but to say like, hey, if you want to make out, you know, after we've been flirting and talking, now it's cooking. I'm gonna go to the alley. If you want to make out with me, co- I was like, come on out. And if you don't, I'm not gonna say anything. I'll, I'll wait for a couple minutes. I'll walk back in, and we'll just keep talking, having a conversation. And I handled the other thing so well. We that's really what would have mm-hmm. happened. I wouldn't even have said anything. Yeah. Or I might have laughed and said. Can't believe you left me out there. Yeah, would have so, yeah, been thing. funny or whatever. Yeah. But I definitely didn't feel like pressure. And then I was like, well, like I have been. I was like, I have been like 
interested. So I was like, what, why not? I'm going like, to go in the I, alley. Yeah. Fucking it. <laughs> I'm going to go in the yeah. alley. So, and then I also was like, I was like, what? Like, all right, whatever. Uh, so I went out and then we kissed and it was very nice. Yeah. And you had chemistry. Nice. It was, yeah. It was good kissing. Yeah. Uh, most women, I, I'd say most women are pretty good kissers. Most guys are terrible kissers, uh, as you can attest to. But it was really great. It was really nice. And then I remember uh, Deborah Edward Robinson, our friend, and I, who was in the car with Kevin her? Lee. Is it Kevin Lee? That's <laughs> funny. So then I, we were like, hey, let's go to let's go to the pantry, the pantry for breakfast. You know, we're all drunk. Go to a diner at two in the morning. And so Julie was like, okay, I'll meet you guys there. So Julie's driving. I'm in the back seat with Deborah and this guy, Kevin Lee. And then I text, I go to them, you guys don't really want to go to the pantry, do you? And they're like, not really. This is like two blocks from the chatterbox. And I'm like, I, I was like, all right, pull over right here. And then I just got in the car with Julia. We pulled, everyone pulled over. I got in the car with Julia. We came straight to my house, straight up fuck fest. Boing! <laughs> yeah. Going hard. Put on, yeah. put on the, uh, what is it? Rufus Wainwright? <laughs> <laughs> I just started. I yes. took, her, took her to Bone Town, USA. <laughs> uh, dude, I'll, I'll never forget, too. I remember I was drunk. So I remember just being like, oh, my God, you've got the most perfect bodies and all this stuff. Like, oh, it's so wonderful, That's a good so speech. Perfect. Everybody yeah. loves that speech. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I just kept saying that. And I did. I did tell her, too, and I have a joke about it now, too, but especially, I don't know. I have this thing. I don't know if it's still true, but I, I like, say I love you when I'm having sex, like, really early on. And, and I told her up front. I was like, if I say I love you, it's just a thing I do sometimes during sex, but it doesn't mean anything, so please forgive me. I was like, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so we did that, and then we hooked up, and then we just kept hooking up for... Probably about a month, and then I asked her to be my girlfriend, even though we had no talk at, about well, that. Well, no, we had first. First, you did say like, I guess there is the same thing where you're like, we're dating. Do you remember that uh-uh. when it was like, I don't remember what happened, but I remember, I remember it was just I remember we were in your bedroom and I was doing something, and you're like, we're dating, okay? And I was like, <laughs> oh my god, that's okay. such a guy thing. <laughs> like, it's like we were gonna go do something or something, and you're just like, all right, and I was like, okay. Well, see that I don't think we're dating is the monogamous talk. It's just I say saying we're dating means I'm gonna reference us as dating. Yeah. So if someone says, "Are you dating someone?" Say, "Yeah, I'm dating that person." That's just as arbitrary a conversation as whatever we were fighting about. <laughs> now that we're talking about it, yeah, I absolutely agree, one hundred percent agree. But yeah, then then uh... then we got. Uh, I think we were outside of the liquid zoo at an open mic, and I asked her. I was like, maybe a couple weeks later or something. So like a month after we were fucking, and I was like. You got to be my girlfriend or something. And she was like, she's like, mm, not right now. She's like, I'm sure I will be, but like, talk to me in the new year or something like I that. Said, <laughs> I said, I specifically, this, I said, I said, I'm going. I was like, ask me again in the new year. I was like, I'm going to say yes, but just not right now. I was like, ask me again. What in, was your hesitation? I think I just was. I mean, like you said, it's my first relationship. And I think I like, um, I mean, I think I just wanted to make sure that I wasn't responding out of like pressure or wanting to want not wanting to disappoint him. And it's not because I didn't like him, but I just didn't I didn't want to make a snap like, yeah, sure. And then be thinking about it afterwards or like have any kind of I wanted to like work out like time to parse out the new feelings. I wanted to work out any like reservations I might have before I said anything. Um, And. Yeah, and then I was like, yeah, what am I doing? Yeah, it's funny. But, that, how long ago was that? Mm, almost three years mm-hmm. ago, or a little over three years ago now. Mm-hmm. But it was funny, yeah, I, a couple days after that, so that was a Wednesday, that Thursday we didn't talk, and that Thursday night she texted me, and she was like, can we get coffee or something? And I was like, all right, we can get it tomorrow. And then we sat down, uh, I think for a drink or coffee or something, and I just told her, I was like, listen. I get that you probably have some loose threads hanging around the town right now, you know. <laughs> I was like, but I'm going to give you like a, I'm going to give you till the new year or whatever. But if at that point you don't want to be in a relationship with me, then it's okay. No hard feelings, but I'm going to move on. So that's pretty pimp. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have loose threads? Yeah. yeah. No, I get no, that. No, not really. I mean, not really. That's the thing, too, that it was like, it wasn't like, I wasn't seeing anybody else in any 
like meaningful or legitimate right, way. Right. But the I bitch slutted it up, trust me. And this is how I know how. This is the funniest thing. It's so funny. One time we were at the uh, Greyhound watching a Dodger game and we had a single girlfriend there. And she goes, oh, I come here sometimes. I really think that bartender is cute. And Julie was like, oh, I'll tell you how to get that guy. <laughs> a bartender. And she had a whole spiel of things. First, come on the off night, like a Monday night or something. Come by yourself. Blah, blah, blah. Like all these rules to get a bartender. And I was like, this slutty bitch. <laughs> also, you know that shit because you're a bartender. Well, I've never had a, a woman like try to hunt me down like that. I, I don't think that so. That you know of. Not, not a hard hunt. Yeah, not a hard hunt. No, I don't. I don't. Well, yeah. that's the thing. I think I also just like was not. Um, I wasn't thinking about people again, like people liking me like that was, it was always like, Oh, I have to figure out this way or whatever. Mm. And then here was this person that I liked and it was, it certainly wasn't like, Oh, it, well, I'm, it wasn't any like, Oh, he's just here or whatever. It was like someone that I really cared about and I didn't want to like fuck this thing up. But it also was really weird for me to be like letting him like me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was, I think, can you hit that button? Yeah. Oh my god, I legit was like, like are people playing that? instruments in the other room? <laughs> oh my god, Chloe. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, these Russians are great. <laughs> so it must be a native instrument. <laughs> the Russian horn. <laughs> you guys, it was a cell phone. It was a cell phone ring, guys. A cell phone. <laughs> but yeah, I just had to like kind of come to terms with like being okay with him liking me I totally I also thought Wade was like a great catch and didn't want to just do something I don't know I wanted to make sure like okay I I feel this certain way about I don't know it felt like oh this could really be viable if I let it be or do you know what I mean? Sure. And I think for you Courtney there's like a, a difference there's there's a real part of growing up when you're like you know what? I don't know if this feeling electric thing is the best thing for me. If things are going to be like. Or thinking the electricity has. And listen, yeah, of there course was you guys like. love yeah. each other and there was chemistry. Yeah. No, but, you know but what it, we're talking it, about. It right? genuinely. You, you've like had some things where you felt like went crazy for a woman at some times, right? Yeah. Like we, we didn't go. We didn't go that. Well, that first date was awesome. Yeah. We didn't like go home and fuck at the end. Yeah, and then like I mean. ride a crazy mm-hmm. like sex wave for two weeks, you know, which that sounds amazing now that, that you mentioned. It. Listen, I'm not opposed to that, <laughs> yeah. but like I didn't sleep with him at the end because I, I didn't want to really do that with someone that I felt like was mm-hmm. going to maybe go somewhere. And like, I did yeah. So it was really so when we say procedural. That, stuff, that doesn't make you feel any bad way, does it, Wade? No. But what, what do you mean? <laughs> no. <laughs> I also think when you're young, you think like, oh, the it's initial. Kind of place in like a, a way that, I mean, I've had like, you know, ridiculous crushes on totally unworthy people. And it's almost like a. a trance state and then you wake up from it and you like you know you see people like oh can you believe it oh that is such a funny thing the people you get crushes on and then a year later you're like yikes (laughs) (laughs) thank god i didn't get what i wanted man thank god exactly (laughs) that's really funny Mm -hmm. so yeah i just yeah i think that you think when you're young like whatever the initial rush of it is like all that it's all that it could ever reach ever. Like that's, that's its full potential. And I think the older you get, you're like, Oh no, if you like tend to it, right. It can like bloom and be the same as the electric feeling or like better minus like the nausea, you know? So that's what wound up happening. Yeah. That's not like real, like sustainable, emotional, it's usually because you're fucking with each other. Yeah, Honestly, yeah. it's there's usually because there's some mind games involved. And, like, that is, like, drugs. And you will chase that down and try to ruin yourself with it. So it's, like, that's... Yeah, you have to realize that that's, like, a n- not only a good feeling. It's also a horrible feeling. Yeah, it seems like people who are in relationships and stay together, it's, like, peaceful. And there is... They're, like, fertilizing the land and you know, tending to it and no one's, you know, 
when people have really erratic relationships, they tend to burn themselves out. It seems like you know, even though it can be. It was easy in a way, and that it's super chill. Yeah, I think that there was a moment too, like after I'd like given it into like, oh yes, I'm gonna let this thing happen and be good and like feel deserving of it or whatever, is that, um, yeah, the questioning of how easy it is. I think that when, at least when I was younger, I thought like easy meant bad. Mm -hmm. Like you have to like earn it in some way or like you're doing it wrong. (laughs) And we had a conversation. Of like, we're really attracted to each other. We really like each other. Like, did we just. We had a conversation about it. I think we're going to, you know, like, did I just meet a relationship candidate? (laughs) Six weeks in, we were at your house and then. Uh huh. I was like, what's. I was like, I'm really like skeptical or something like that. Or yeah, I'm really, I feel really like suspicious and you're like, okay, well, we'll just keep circling each other. I I think that it's been kind of different for me too, because, you know, I'm always talking about monogamy and non-monogamy and all this kind of stuff. Uh, I'm always prepared to get in a relationship. I love relationships so much though. I'd like more than one. (laughs) Did you see Gabby Dunn's video? Uh Uh-uh. What did it say? She had a video come out today. I love her, P.S. Yeah. Um, where she was like, hold on a second, maybe I'm not like polyamorous right now. And she was just like, I don't know, being her past experiences not I mean, everyone should watch it, but her past experiences it not really working out and her I think she's like loves this girl that she's with now. And she's like, you know, I'm gonna call myself a little bit more like non-monogamous for the moment. And she's like, I think, you know, people are entitled to change and whatever, but I just thought it was really cool. Because well, she'd she, like she's had this brand. As, she said, hey, I, I think I'm not bi either. I think I'm just gay. Yeah. Maybe too, so. Um, yeah, she definitely has had the brand and her saying that I can go back and forth and be whatever I want in the present moment. That's really great. And I, I don't, for me, I just needed to be accepted as that. Um, but also what you guys are saying too is that I never thought about it before, but through this podcast and talking about this stuff so much, too, it's just like, oh, yeah, I can have – because I am a hedonist still, but Mm -hmm. I just want the best pleasure. I want the most pleasure in the best way. And so if a relationship – if that means that tending to one, taking care of that one will will lead to me having the most pleasurable, Mm -hmm. best life as I can have – then that's what I want, too. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, having Julia – allow me to talk to her about things and we talk about all these things and she's getting better even you know i'm able to talk about specific women now you know she's not going crazy over uh but i am i know it's hard but her listening to me makes me love her more and makes me really like then want to guard against anything going wrong with this thing Mm -hmm. which if i were to have sex with somebody even if she was allowed me to or even if if she said you can do what you want when you're on the road or something and i was able to uh if it put this thing in danger, then it's just making me think differently. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So um, I'm, I am really grateful for that that kind of a thing. But I, I'm also grateful that she understands that I have all this love and that I do think about. It's not like a, I don't know. No, I, listen, a relationship is the death of no, like sexual your sexuality exists outside of your relationship. Yes. And mm-hmm. I think like everyone, like that is necessary and like it's true like if you don't want to acknowledge it fine but it's true so um like i want to be monogamous and i think we that we do but like to think that you're never gonna think about anyone else or like you're not for the rest of your life gonna have crushes or like whatever i don't know just for me i found the answer to that is to like put that energy back into my relationship. But honestly doing this show has made me realize like there are as many different ways to live as there are people. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Yeah. And uh, I I guess that's a great place to wrap up. Uh, Thank you guys so much for being on the show. We we didn't cross into any dangerous territory with you. Did we Wade? (laughs) Do you feel heard Julia? Yes, I do. Thank you so much for listening. That's great. I and we well, should also. Well, this been a ride for me, but I mean, this has been a very long ride for you, right? Yeah. Do you want you go first? No, it's just been a year and a half. That's all you've been doing it for. 
Are you uh, sure? Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's how long it's been being released. Oh, okay. So well, well, I've had some of my best podcasting experiences on this thing. Oh. Yeah, I'm really glad that that uh, you asked me to come aboard. What eight nine months ago or something like that? But I was doing it before and stuff too. But um, yeah, I've had a great time. So I, w- I want to personally thank everybody who listened and all the guests that we've had for being so open and transparent and for allowing us to 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 hear your heart. Because um, I, I do feel like you know in these past this past time doing this that I have grown so much and listening to everyone talk has helped me understand what I value and what I think is important. Mm -hmm. And just like you said, Courtney, there's so many ways to do this, to do relationships and to have sex and all this stuff that to say right and wrong, to take right and wrong out of Mm -hmm. the equations allows us to be honest with ourselves and with our partners. And to that, you know, I'm really grateful for. Yeah, totally. I, I want to thank you for coming aboard too. Um, I really wanted to, continue I was having like such great interesting conversations when Steph and I were doing it and then um over the summer it was like I don't know I loved hearing all the different perspectives and like doing a podcast with someone just puts you into this like instant immediate like intimacy and you really get to like kind of like delve into how we're all I don't know how our little psyches work which is so great Um, so yeah, I don't know. I feel like kind of, we came to the place where when we were listening to swipe out for the Elix McAlpine app where like the podcast is so energetic and like, um, you could feel her like on this quest at the beginning. And by the end it was like, I found someone like, (laughs) like there's like, there's no, you know, the journey is over. And, and yeah, I mean, for, you know, Courtney and I both are in pretty happy monogamous relationships. So as much as we enjoy talking to uh, all these different people of uh, non-binary, queer, trans people and everything like that, it felt like our personal journeys were kind of done for now and in, in respect to this stuff. So it was hard for us to it, it felt like we weren't it really did feel like we weren't doing a service to the listeners because it's like, what are we going to talk about? What are we yeah. going to talk about no, this we, week? Yeah. I mean, we're both just and working we were, hard. And we were really <laughs> synced up with the feeling. Actually, we like wanted to have the conversation the same night. It was so interesting and funny how it worked out. Yeah, I mean, it was, it's scary to say that thing. I'd been talking to Julia. and then I, I had been talking yeah. to Wade that same day. I was like, I'm going to go over there, and I don't know if it's going to come up tonight, yeah. but this is how I'm really feeling. I know, it was scary. We did some intros at, at my house, just like we're at right now, and, and I, I looked at Courtney after we did some intros, and I was like, I got something to tell you. I was like, you didn't even say it though, and I was like, oh my god, I'm so glad you're saying uh, this. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, we should. Stop. I don't want to do the podcast anymore. And you, you said, I'm so glad you said that. And I was like, great, this is great. That's the best thing in the world. So, um, but we've had a great experience. And yeah, to all, the, especially to the listeners who have been with it through the beginning, like, thank you so much. I've learned so much about myself on each of these different phases of the show. And, uh, yeah, it's been, it's taught me a lot of like personal and professional lessons. Um, and I'm also really excited for what like ending this makes room for. So follow us on our next creative endeavors. Steve, where can they find you? She's pregnant folks. (laughs) You guys can find me at Hernie on Twitter or Hernie on Instagram, big Hern on Twitter. I'm at the chatter or the chatterbox is every Sunday night in Covina. If you're around for one of the best shows in Los Angeles, uh, but I, I also right now have views from the Vista. It's my movie podcast, and then my religion ethics podcast, Who's Your God? They're both doing great. So listen to those if you want to stay up with going on with my life. And I'm sure I'm going to start something else real soon too. So I know it's like an addiction for you, <laughs> <laughs> Julia. You're new to the podcast game. Yes. A uh, new podcast called What's Your Sign? Uh, yeah, It's girl. all about astrology, not uh, weekly horoscopes, but we just talk about uh, stuff that's with me, Lisa Chenu, and Stevie Anderson. I love that. And what's your handle? Uh, I'm at Julia Loken on all platforms. Go visit Wade's Restaurants. <laughs> Horse Thief at the Grand Central Market. Mm-hmm. Where else can they go? Cafe Birdie on Figaro and Highland Park. That's right. And I am at Courtney Kosak, 
K-O-C-A-K. Um, maybe I'll get back to my bikini gramming, if you guys are lucky. Wade charged off away from the table. <laughs> <laughs> so if you liked following along, throw up some five stars on iTunes as a final love letter to us. <laughs> And thank you guys so much. This is great. Bye.